0: Welcome to episode number 194 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. I am your host, Anthony Fasano. I'm a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineering Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knutson, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. People had their doubts about this podcast taking off, but since inception, we've had close to 2 million downloads and have been cited by Forbes as one of the top 15 most inspiring podcasts for professionals. Now here's a short preview of this episode in which I'll be speaking about two different approaches to your engineering professional development. Slow and steady always wins the race. Remember the um, hare and the turtle, the famous kid's fable about the rabbit that just took off and he was so fast, he got so far ahead he took a nap. And the turtle was just slow and steady the whole time and eventually overcame him and won the race. And really, the same thing goes for professional development is what I found. Somebody that you could do something short and intensive and you will get something out of it, believe me. I see it every time we do our accelerator workshop. But then you also have to consistently reinforce those skills. Because if you do and the other person in your class doesn't, guess what? You're going to have better management skills overall. And so engineering firms that are focused on long-term reoccurring programs are the firms that develop the most well-rounded engineers. My co-host Chris and I both believe that in order to be the best engineer you can be, you must consistently get better. Get better at your craft, your people skills, and as a leader. And that's why we publish this free podcast, to help you do just that. Now, before we get started, this is a free show, and our sponsors help us keep it free. So I ask you to please support them. Now I'd like to recognize our sponsors for this episode. Firstly, I would like to recognize our sponsor, PPI, by asking you to listen up later on in this podcast episode for my advice on how to advance your career in 2019. I'll be sharing info on where to find practical tips and time-tested resources for your licensure exam. Don't miss it. I would also like to recognize our sponsor, WPI. The Engineering Career Coach Podcast is sponsored by Worcester Polytechnic Institute offering online graduate degree and certificate programs in a variety of engineering disciplines. Whether you're looking to develop new skills or refresh your knowledge base, their expert faculty can help. And while their campus is home to over 150 years of engineering tradition and innovation, their most popular graduate programs are available 100% online. Stay tuned for more about WPI later on in this episode. All right, now I'm going to take you into our main segment here, and before I give you the quote to bring us in, the idea for this episode came because we design a lot of training programs at the Engineering Management Institute. In fact, what we do is we do an assessment for firms that are interested in developing their staff, and we then take a look at that assessment. We can understand the skill set gaps and the learning preferences of the engineers and engineering professionals in those firms, and we design a custom-tailored program. Or we might recommend them for, you know, our engineering management accelerator workshop. But the point I'm getting at is that in designing these programs, it's become very apparent to me that there's two different approaches to developing your skills as an engineer, right? Developing the soft skills, the management skills, really any skill. And those two different approaches are what I'm calling them in this episode is sprinting or jogging, right? Do you like short, intensive learning sessions or do you like learning over time? Or ideally, a combination of both is great, but I'm going to talk a little bit about the benefits of each one of those different approaches because I think it's important to understand the way you learn and the way you like to learn because without that, you may be going to classes or watching videos or doing things that aren't helping you to retain the information. So with that, let me give you a quote and we'll dive in and talk about this a little bit more. And the quote that I'm giving you is from Calvin Coolidge, all growth depends upon activity. There is no development physically or intellectually without effort. And effort means work. Now it's time to jump into this topic today. And again, as I mentioned, it's really stemmed from us at the Engineering Management Institute designing different programs and seeing how different engineering professionals learn. And so we have two different approaches. We're going to call it the sprint or the intensive approach. And then the jog or the slow and steady approach, right? Just like if you go to work out outside, do you rather do 10 minutes of sprinting or would you rather do 30 to 40 minutes of jogging, right? And that's how we're going to break this down. So first I'm going to look at the sprint and intensive approach from some of the advantages and disadvantages of it. And the advantages of a sprint or intensive approach are very simple. The 80-20 rule is a big one, right? And I talk about this all the time on the podcast. The 80-20 rule says that 80% of your success comes from 20% of your efforts, So if you're going to do something in a sprint or an intensive manner, you're most likely going to get all the important information into it in a short period of time. So like the 80-20 or sprint approach to reading a book would be to open up to the table of contents, find the couple of sections that you really need work on, and just read those sections in one day and then apply them. That would be a sprint approach. And the positives with that is, is it's forcing you to take out the really important points. So that's one advantage to the sprint approach. Another advantage is it can provide you with massive growth. I mean, if you think about it, if you take that book and you read one section and it teaches you how to have a better conversation and you apply it immediately, that can have an amazing positive impact on all of your conversations and relationships and can provide you massive growth in the area of communication and conversations because it's forcing you to extract the key drivers. The third advantage is that You can find game changers this way. It's a little bit similar to the massive growth idea. But what I mean by that is if you're looking at your professional development goals for the year and you're saying, I'm a sprint intensive person, I don't have a lot of time to spend on this. I'm going to pick out the best conference that's available for engineers in my discipline. I'm going to attend it. I'm going to go in with a great networking plan, a great set of goals for the conference, and I'm going to absolutely crush it. And that conference may be an absolute game changer for you in your career. You might meet someone there that brings an opportunity. You might find a couple of things that change you. And in fact, that's what I did with the podcast movement conference this year. We've been doing the podcast for a while. And I said, listen, I want to go to the conference because number one, I want to do more on-site podcast interviews with engineering executives. So I want to get better equipment. I want to understand podcast equipment more and get better equipment. And I want to also try to restructure the show format a little bit. So I went to the conference. I made sure that I attended sessions on equipment and on show structure and I literally came back I literally ordered and bought equipment there and I came up with a new structure for the show and I we've been using it ever since so those are two like game changers because we have better equipment and we changed the structure of our show and that was all done in a period of a couple of days there are a lot of advantages and the way that I kind of fell into this was because for the longest time at EMI we were doing management training with like a slow and steady approach only meaning like we do a webinar one month, webinar the next month, webinar the next month. And what I realized was that some people wouldn't show up one month and then it was like there would be two months between the time that they did anything or were exposed to anything. So that's when we kind of flipped things upside down with the Engineering Management Accelerator and we turned it into a five-week intensive online workshop. And we saw really amazing results during the five weeks. But then of course, afterwards, people may not retain everything. So which means a combination of the two is probably good. But it made me think about there's a lot of value in this sprint approach. So we talked about the 80-20 rule, the massive growth, and the game changers. Let's think about some of the disadvantages to the sprint or intensive approach. Well, one disadvantage is that it's intensive, meaning that it's fast. And if you're someone that can't handle things that are fast and intensive, it could be problematic for you. You might not be able to handle what's being thrown at you. And that's fine. People learn in different ways. The second disadvantage is that it takes a lot of energy and focus if you're going to do something in a short period of time. Like, for example, when I wrote my book, I did it in like a month, which means I needed to put every ounce of energy and focus I had into it for one month. And not everybody has the capabilities to do that because some people like to do things over longer periods of time. So it just depends a little bit on what works for you. The third disadvantage is that it's very possible that you could do something very intensive And not hit your goal. You could fall short. Because if you're doing something that's so fast and intensive, the goals are probably very aggressive and there's a higher possibility of you not achieving those goals. Like for example, I could have went to podcast movement and only achieved one of those two goals very easily. Either gotten the equipment and then maybe not was it didn't have time to learn about the show structure one way or the other, just because I was trying to do a lot in one weekend. And I want you to think about this in terms of your professional development for this year and where you're headed and what you want to do. And when you think about a skill that you need, like, for example, you want to improve your public speaking skills, what's a sprint or intensive way that you could do that? And is that doable for you? Does it make sense? For example, one way to do that would be to go up to your boss and say, hey, I'm really interested in putting a lunch and learn webinar on for the staff here in the office next month. So now you've just given yourself 30 days to prepare and present the presentation to your fellow employees. That's pretty intensive. Right. Whereas the flip side, you could join Toastmasters and over the course of a year, you could go periodically and learn, or you could do both. That's the sprint intensive approach, which I happen to like quite a bit, but it's not necessarily for everybody. But the advantages, again, are the 80 20. You're taking the 80 20 out of it. You're going to focus on what's important. There's opportunities for massive growth. If you hit the 80 20 right, it can be an absolute game changer if you approach it the right way. The disadvantages are it's fast and intensive, and you got to be able to taking information that comes at you fast. takes a lot of energy and focus. Do you have the energy and focus? Do you have the bandwidth for that? And it's high risk. You could fall short very easily and not achieve your goal. Are you comfortable with that? So before we go on to the jogging or the slow and steady approach, I do want to take a minute here to again recognize our sponsor for the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. I'd like to thank Worcester Polytechnic Institute for sponsoring this episode of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast podcast. Their online graduate degree and certificate programs are specifically designed for the working engineer. Take classes led by world-renowned faculty in a part-time, 100% online setting. We're talking about more than 15 of their most popular programs all online. Data science, environmental engineering, mechanical engineering, robotics, fire protection engineering, construction project management, and many more. Visit Go the number 2.wpi.edu dot dot slash T-E-C-C to explore online graduate programs. That's go, the number 2.wpi.edu dot dot slash T-E-C-C or click the URL in our show notes. Seriously, if you've been thinking about grad school but don't want to put your career on hold, look into WPI. All right. So we talked about the sprint and intensive approach. Let's jump into the jog or the slow and steady approach to professional development or anything really, but I'm focused here on professional development. So the advantages of taking the jog or the slow and steady approach is that it can give you the time to really build critically important skills, right? So if you go fast, are you going to build skills to the complete, as complete as possible? Not necessarily. You're going to go for the big takeaways and that may move the needle. But in the slow and steady approach, Like I gave you before, if you do Toastmasters over a year and you do 10 speeches, you're really developing those skills. The second thing that I really love, the second advantage I love about the slow and steady approach is it can help you to develop habits that lead to success. It's really hard to develop habits in short intensive programs or short intensive periods. They say that you need 21 days to develop a habit. I would say that it's probably even more than that to make it really stick. And so by doing something consistently over time again and again, you're going to build those habits that are going to lead to success. And the last advantage, or I don't know if it's an advantage, but it's really like a saying or a theme, which is slow and steady always wins the race. We remember the um, hare and the turtle, the famous kid's fable about the rabbit that just took off and he was so fast, he got so far ahead, he took a nap. And the turtle was just slow and steady the whole time and eventually overcame him and won the race. And really, the same thing goes for professional development, is what I found. Somebody that you could do something short and intensive and you will get something out of it. Believe me, I see it every time we do our accelerator workshop. But then you also have to consistently reinforce those skills because if you do and the other person in your class doesn't, guess what? You're going to have better management skills overall. And so, engineering firms that are focused on long term reoccurring programs are the firms that develop the most well-rounded engineers. There are disadvantages to the slow and steady approach. One of the biggest disadvantages is that the lack of time to do something consistently, right? So if you say that I'm going to go to Toastmasters and join Toastmasters and I'm going to speak there, and for those of you that aren't familiar with Toastmasters, it's a nonprofit organization that you can join. They're in every city pretty much in the US, and you go there usually twice a month and you practice your speaking skills with a group of people you sign up, they give you a book with a lot of tips and speeches. But if you commit to Toastmasters and you have to go two nights a month and you don't have those two nights, then you're not really using the slow and steady approach. The slow and steady approach only works if you do it consistently. So that's one disadvantage. The other disadvantage is where the intensive approach requires a lot of intensive focus. One of the disadvantages of the slow approach Is could also be lack of focus because if you do something repeatedly over a year, you might get bored of it because it's not as like all in your face for five weeks. It's more of like something that gets drawn out. So can you focus on something over that period of time? And the third disadvantage of this approach is that it's a complete waste of time if you're not consistently doing it. So if you tell me like, Anthony, I'm going to practice my speaking skills every week. I'm going to get up in front of a room of three or four people and work and do a mock presentation every once a week. For 52 weeks and I'm going to be an amazing speaker, but then you don't do it every week You do it like once or twice a month. It's not going to work and you're wasting your time It's like signing up for a gym membership. You have a gym membership, but you don't go consistently So it's not doing anything for you and therefore you're not getting anything out of it Think about that when you think about how you want to develop yourself this year And my recommendation to you is to do both and in the take action today segment in a minute I'm going to talk about that because Really, you've got to hit both of these. I mean, it's probably maybe something that you didn't want me to say because you were kind of picking the one out that you like better, but there's a lot of reasons to do both of them. So before we jump into the Take Action Today segment and wrap it up with that, let's recap the slow and steady approach. So the advantages to the slow and steady approach to professional development is that it allows you to fully build out your skills because you have more time to practice them. It can help you to develop habits that lead to success because developing habits take time with an intensive approach, you don't have as much time. And you really get to practice the idea of slow and steady wins the race. The disadvantages is, is you may not have the time required to do something consistently. You may not have that hour you need every week to do something. You may not be able to maintain your focus over that long period of time. And you may just be wasting your time if you're not consistently implementing the strategies that you want to improve upon. All right, so with that, let's transition into the Take Action Today segment where I'm going to wrap this one up and give you my recommendations for utilizing both of these approaches in your career and life. Now it's time for the Take Action Today segment of this show where I want to wrap this one up with the intensive sprint versus the slow jog and give you some recommendations for actually using both in your career. But before I do that, I do want to take another moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Do you want to advance in your career, but not sure where to start? All of us have been there at one point. One surefire way to grow in your profession is to get your engineering license. The best place to gather info on licensure and pick from multiple review options is ppi2pass.com. PPI has helped over 4 million engineers pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields. During the month of January, PPI is offering 15% off almost everything, including must-have licensure review and practice materials. Visit ppi2pass.com to learn how you can start preparing for your exam right away and take one step closer to career advancement. That's ppi2pass.com. the number two, pass, dot com. All right, so... Let's just quickly recap this and kind of help you to utilize what I'm telling you here in this episode, right? If you think of this as an intensive approach. So what I would recommend going forward is whenever you want to improve a skill, tackle some kind of professional development endeavor, or really tackle any endeavor in your career or life, try to think of a game plan or an approach that allows you to use an intensive approach and a slow and steady approach. So the best way for me to do this is to give you a couple examples of this. When we do a custom training program for an engineering company, a lot of times what we do is we will go to their office once a quarter, for example, or present live via webinar once a quarter with their staff. So everybody interacts. And then in between those visits or those live sessions, we send video reinforcement or assignments that they have to do, or we have a group coaching call with them. So the sprint approach is when I may be in their office for three to five hours going through skills in an intensive manner with them and getting them to practice them and engage with each other with them. But then in between those intensive sessions, we're sending the reinforcements. You can also think of it as a sports analogy, like for football, for example, and I'm sorry if you're not a football fan, but you could go into a football game with a a plan or an approach that's fairly conservative in that you could run the ball a lot and do short passes. But then every once in a while, you could fake a run and throw a 75-yard pass down the field right? So you're combining like a slow and steady approach, but then every so often you're doing something that would be intensive and fast, going for that big strike. And you can really apply this two-headed approach to anything in your life. Like if you want to become a better parent, you could go to parenting classes once a month for four hours. But then in between, of course, there needs to be some kind of consistent practice of those skills. And you can think about a way for you to do that. So I hope you found this episode helpful. I really think that there's a lot of value in having a blended approach to learning. We try to do that in all of our programs from the Engineer Management Accelerator to our Seller Doer Academy to all the programs that we have available. And so one of the things I want to mention is that we've done quite a bit of research on what makes a great engineering manager. We've conducted a survey. Many of you have participated in it, and we're actually going to be discussing the findings of it in detail. We have Corey Hammer, a PhD. We retained his company to do the analysis. On January 29th, he's going to be doing a webinar and you can join us. If you took the survey, you received a complimentary invite via email to that session. And if you took it and didn't, you can email me. However, if you want to join us and you didn't participate, you could still do so by going to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. We're going to talk about the four key drivers that we found for great engineering managers, and I'm going to share one of them with you right now because, of course, everybody wants to know what the drivers are of successful engineering managers. And one of the four key drivers is an inclusive management style. Great engineering managers tend to really be inclusive. They care about people. They talk to them about their personal items that they have going on. They're very inclusive and they make people feel at home. That was one of the four key drivers when we surveyed a large number of engineers asking them about what makes great engineering managers. If you understand these four key drivers and if you're able to implement as many of them as possible, you will be perceived as a great engineering manager and you will be a great engineering manager. But I highly recommend that you join us on the webinar on January 29th. Just go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org because in my opinion, if you're an engineer, and you want to be a manager or you are a manager, this information is invaluable to you. And we're actually using this information to build an assessment tool that will help you to identify your current management potential as an engineer and how you can improve it. So again, thank you for tuning in as always. I hope you enjoyed this Sprint versus Jog episode and I hope you'll consider it in your learning and professional development endeavors. And until next time, I wish you all of the best in your engineering career endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.